HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. The show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much, man. Watching Michigan go ahead and secure this Big Ten conference and championship. Here you go. Here you go already. <laughs> Off yeah, the trash. 17 seconds into the recording. <laughs> I'm just saying, you the one that scheduled the recording <clears throat> from the squad on. Listen, I ain't expect. Michigan to be there. That's my bad. You know what I'm saying? The first time y'all beat some Ohio State. Now, let me not even do that because I don't care about no Ohio State. Let me, I'm just being petty for no reason. You know what? I got drugs. <laughs> <laughs> don't say y'all. Don't say y'all. Don't say y'all. My team beat you. My team beat your team. Guess what? Did it help y'all? <laughs> Did it help you? I'm just you know what? Curious. Your mama. How about that? <laughs> I was gonna go to your mom, Joe. Here we go. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah, you know, good, hey, we still. What's up? Did you good though? Oh, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I had some of that. Um, uh, I had some non-denominational banana pudding. Today. <laughs> Here you go. Shots fire. <laughs> and it was wonderful. Shout out to Big Name. We're gonna get you back on the pod soon, bro. Hey, I'm still getting <laughs> name. I'm still getting good feedback on everything. DJ Blue. I am the DJ Blue. Follow name and on Twitter. Um, but I'm still getting good feedback on everything that we do, man. And I appreciate it. Um, you know, this is the first episode that I'm recording with my uh new microphone. So hopefully I don't sound like Squidward anymore. Um, y'all let me know either way. It's all good. But um yeah, man. Let's uh let's let's get into it. You know, appreciate the feedback. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. And um, we gonna get heavy. We gonna get heavy today. So um, uh, we are recording this on Tuesday. On wow, no, we're recording this. On- <laughs> Where are you at? What? <laughs> Listen, we are recording this on Saturday, uh, December fourth. Uh, on Tuesday of this past week, um, there was another mass, uh, well, another school shooting um, in uh, Oxford, Michigan. And uh, I'm from Detroit. It's about, depending on what part of the city you're in, uh, Oxford is about somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour north of Detroit. So, um, you know, not far, you know, from home. Um, I don't have family there. I don't, I don't know anybody. In that area, at least to the very best of my knowledge. And, um, you know, I don't know anybody that was directly impacted uh, by the events in, in Oxford. Um, that said, you know, it is still a, you know, sad event and, um, you know, just heartbreaking. You know, just you, you pray for those families. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just kind of thing that's just, it has you lost for words, man. Hey. Yeah, definitely prayers for the family. For the families. Um, so, you know, we figured we would talk about, you know, gun violence, uh, with with you know, given that that is kind of you know what's what's going on right now. Um and, and what's crazy, bro, and I didn't tell you this before we got started, 
you know, that happened on Tuesday. Monday, I was in that area. Oh, wow. I, um, you know, for my job, I do a lot of driving around to different locations to visit and train and do things of that nature. And I have a certain, you know, set or groupings of locations that I visit. You know, I literally have it, you know, it's group A, group B, group C, right? And when I hit that group, I hit the same locations in that group every single time. Uh, on this day in particular, I kind of needed to pick up some stuff from lost time and 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 do some other things, and um, and I think I spoke incorrectly. I think no, the shooting was Tuesday. I'm sorry. Um, nonetheless, I was actually I actually crossed through the Oxford, Michigan area to to navigate locations, and I spent some time in Oxford that. I, I went through some parts of Oxford that I had never gone through before, uh, just be, just by the nature of what I structured. And, you know, I got to see, you know, a little bit of, 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 of the state of that town, or at least what made an impression of me. And again, I don't have family that lives there. I don't, I've never lived there myself. And this was the first time uh, that I actually drove through this town in greater detail, right? So... I can't help but to think back to the things that I saw on Monday that stood out to me. And I might ruffle some feathers with this, but you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be. We, we ruffle feathers on this show anyway, right? Whether it be non-denominational pudding or vaccine mandates, you might not like what we got to say. Um, nonetheless, you know, as I'm driving through this town, um, it's, it's clearly a very conservative area. Um, you know, one house I, I passed had a flag that said Trump 2024 will be back. Another house I passed in <clears throat> had a flag that said Trump 2020. It was a big, huge, massive, you know, uh, pro-Trump flag, right? And And while I was driving through this town, there was a, a truck that I was behind um, that said it had a decal on the, on, the, on the back window that read protected by Second Amendment security with an image of a gun. I say that not with the intention to paint a picture that this is not to paint a picture against conservatives or anything like that. That's not my intention. But what I am saying is, is that it's clearly a very conservative area, and it's clearly an area that is comfortable with guns, right? That's important for me to highlight because when you hear the terms gun violence, what do you typically think first when you hear those words? Uh, I mean, somebody got shot by a firearm of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. anything else beyond that, or or that's just kind of just your, your surface level thought? I mean, that's just my surface level thought. I, you gotta think though, I and I'll explain later, but I'm a <clears throat> I'm probably gonna have a a different stance on it, you know what I mean? And and I that's because one, I've had a carry concealed, you know, I. I do have firearms in my house, you know what I mean? Um, I took my kids shooting. So, you know, some in some instances, you know, I, I hear uh, gun violence or there was either a shooting or somebody got shot, you know. Um, I, I don't ultimately think death, but, you know, I pray that nobody, you know what I'm saying, hopefully died from, from the situation. So that's, you know, just where it's at on the surface level. I asked that question because for me, when I hear the term gun violence, I always think it's something relative to the communities that we grew up in. Um, you know, typically black communities. And there's a... There is a um, a stigma, I guess is the term I want to use, that is you know tied to 
to black communities. So it's, it's, you know, these are the kind of people that there's crime in, in these areas. There's lawlessness in these areas. You know, these people are, are making these bad choices. And it seems as though every time that we hear about a mass shooting or a school shooting or something in this country, from my perspective, it's never in our communities. It's always in the places that we say, oh my God, I can't believe it would happen here. And it always seems to be in these areas that seem to be pretty comfortable with guns and access to them and, and things like that. And, and this may sound as though I'm saying like I'm anti-gun, no one should have a gun or anything like that. I am not that person at all. I do think that there is a certain level of <clears throat> responsibility that is not, let me say this differently. It seems that there's a lack of responsibility and a lack and something missing in the process that causes these situations to happen time and time again. Um, relative to this situation that just happened this week in Oxford, Michigan, um, for I, I'm sure by now, by the time we're listening, by the time this comes out, it's going to be uh, over a week since this happened. And um, the, the the child that committed the shooting of, you know, he 11 people, 11 victims, four of which are now deceased, um, all under the age of 18, all children. Um, he had access to this gun in his house and it wasn't secured. <coughs> And and the issue with that is is that you know if those of you that are following the story, you know that there were clear signs that there was something um, mentally not right with this child, um, and that the parents have been warned. And not only were they not addressing those issues in a serious manner, but they also left the gun with easy access to a child to get and to do damage. And, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, <clears throat> okay. That, that is ultimately what happened. But what I am going to say is it's <clears throat> okay. Because it's, it's quite a bit. But Number one, yes, he he probably had access to it, easy access to it. But in most conservative areas or homes, you do. Because you grow up shooting. You grow up learning how to handle a firearm. You grow up learning how to clean a firearm. You grow up learning when and when not to, you know what I'm saying, use a firearm. It's there for your protection. When I, when I was in fourth grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Moffitt, Cameron Moffitt. Um, and I'll never forget, <clears throat> we were going on some type of break, might have been fall break or something like that, I believe. And he, he was going around the class and said, hey, what you guys going to do, you know, whatnot for fall break? And, and you know, we're like, well, hey, Mr. Waffle, what you going to do for fall break? And he was like, well, you know what? Glad you asked. <clears throat> He's like, my little boy just turned five. I just bought him a 22 rifle. We're going to go out to the woods, and I'm going to teach him to shoot. In the fourth grade, that blew my mind. Like, what in the world? Five years old? <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. You know, but once they, you know, definitely get to a teenager, most of them got a nine millimeter or something, you know, it's, it's not theirs, but it's theirs. You know, they go to the range or they go out in the, you know, on the acreage and go shooting. They got their own little set of, you know what I'm saying? Firearms that they, that they shoot that's theirs and then, you know. They shoot their dads and their pawpaws and, and, and what have you. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a normal thing. You know, when 
a lot of people look at gun violence. They want to always point fingers at, you know, oh, well, there need to be stricter laws or, you know, they're too easily accessible or why does this keep happening? But what they fail to realize, gun violence is not happening by law-abiding citizens. So I say that to say, even if you made it <clears throat> extremely hard, Someone who intends on using, you know what I'm saying, uh, gun violence in the act of harm or in a illegal nature is going to do it with or without restrictions and what have you. Because at the same time, you got trade shows and whatnot. They can't check to see if you're a felon. You know what I mean? Not only that, if you at the trade show and you see his firearm you want and you also brought something that you didn't mind getting rid of or thinking about trying to trade it in and maybe paying a couple extra hundred bucks to get the firearm you're looking for. But somebody over here next to you is like, hey, look, I'll buy that one off of you right now for 350. Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E, but there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. You like, shoot. Go ahead, apes. Why? Because he's in the trade show. So you expect or assume if he's here, he's legal to buy a firearm. You don't know what the intention is. That's fair. You you you, you know what I'm saying? So and, and it's not just in that aspect. You know, it, it happens in all different aspects. People who are gonna break the law are gonna break the law, no matter how you slice it. And then to go back to the other point of when you say Nine times out of ten, when you hear of gun violence, you think of our community. And you're wondering why <clears throat> a lot of those issues are in our community. But it goes back to the point of what I said that's in the more conservative community. If we taught our children at a younger age how to use them properly, you know, what they're used for, why to use them, it would slow a lot of it down. And the reason I say this is because it's, it, you're not going to be as quick to target somebody that you know know how to use them. Not as frightened as them when they see them. They're not going to freeze up, you know what I mean, because it's not their first time seeing a firearm being brandished in front of them. You know what I mean? So now you're taking a risk of, well, they might have one too. Because see, Everybody around here using them. You, you're not going to break into people's houses in your community as quick when you know there's more of them around and more people have them. We do it because nine times out of ten, we know we have the upper hand. And that's usually what it's used for, is the upper hand. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I don't... I am not... I'm not against people owning guns, having guns, teaching your your protecting your family, teaching your children how to protect their family when they get older. I'm not against that at all. My point is is that we seem to have a real problem in this country with regards to mass shootings on a seemingly daily basis. And hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay. How do you say we seem to have a huge problem? What 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 makes you base that? Like, what what makes you 
feel that we have a huge problem with gun violence in this country. All right. So just on a quick Google search on my phone, I searched mass shootings. There's an article that pops up from the New York Times. It says a partial list of mass shootings in the United States in 2021. Um, and just real quick, there's the first image on this article is an image of a, it's an image of the United States map. And it says on May 26th in San Jose, California, nine people were killed. On May 9th in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, um, six people were killed. March 22nd in Boulder, Colorado, 10 people were killed. I feel like that was a grocery store, and I feel like I remember that one. On March 31st in Orange, California, four people were killed. Okay, I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, what do you have to measure up that this is a huge issue? Like, for the amount of population we have in America, you know what I'm saying, and the amount of deaths that, you know what I'm saying, kind of happen to balance out, I guess you say the births that, that are happening as well what like what are you measuring this to as it's a it's an issue or it's a problem like how big of a percentage is gun violence to death in america as to the other causes of death in america well i think the number one cause of death in america right now is covid but i don't want to go back to last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> and that's not funny but i just didn't want to i don't want to do that um but but that's what i, I mean i'm just i'm i'm being real now i mean i'm only asking because i'm i'm trying to trying to get at something as well so when you look at mass shootings in the united states versus other countries uh so just a quick little research on google on my phone um an article comes up from b uh, from BBC uh, says, uh, just a quick scroll, uh, how does the U.S. compare to other countries? There were 14,400 gun-related homicides in 2019. Um, for who? For the United States. Okay. And how much was it for the other countries? Oh, no, 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 no. That was in total. And... 73% of those were in the United States. So the other 27% is outside the United States? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm looking at that wrong. Hold on. Oh, international... Oh, this is... I'm sorry, because I'm... Again, y'all know we don't script this show. We, we do everything live and in color. Um, I, I mean, you, I think you're embarking on what I was getting at in the first place. So, what I was so this says the international comparison of gun-related homicides, killings as a percentage of all homicides. So for homicides in the United States in 2019, 73% of the homicides were gun-related. Uh, in Canada, 39% were gun-related. In Australia, 22% were gun-related. And in England and Wales... Uh, for 2020, I don't know why they have that here, uh, but 4% were gun-related. So Stop. Okay. Real quick. So do you know what the difference is between the United States and the rest of those countries? We own the most guns? No. Well, that, yes, but what, what, else you, what else are you wanting me to do? What else are you wanting to know? Or what else, what's your point, sorry? They're, they're not allowed to have guns. In those other countries, they, they're strictly a gun banished. The only people allowed to have guns in other countries, there's only two countries that's legally to have guns. And if I'm not mistaken, it's either like Switzerland or New Zealand, don't quote me, in the United States. All the other countries, if you get caught with a gun, it, you're going to jail. It's illegal. So think about that. So to your point, this article says Switzerland and Finland are two of the European countries with the most gun per person. They both have compulsory military service for all men over the age of 18. The Finnish Interior Ministry says about 60% of gun permits are granted for hunting, a popular pastime in Finland. Um, going back up to what I was saying about um, the U.S. having the most guns, this article says that the top 10 civilian gun-owning countries, the U.S. is far and away number one. 
uh, firearms per 100 residents. So for every 100 U.S. citizens, we have 120.5 guns. In second place is Yemen. Per 100 um, Yemen residents, they have 52.8. If we go down to Canada, Canada's down, just to keep it with what we talked about earlier, Canada has 34.7 per 100. Um, and then those other two countries, Australia and England and Wales, are not in this slide or not in this uh, this image. So, yes, yeah. we have more guns. So we have more guns than people. Not only do we have United more States. guns, but but we have we got laws as well. You know what I'm saying? So that allow us to have them. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me you're naming countries as having homicide homicide gun violence. That's not supposed to have a gun. Explain that. So, you know what I'm saying? When people say that, you know what I mean? Oh, well, we need stricter laws. Or we need... You still, I, to my point, people who are who plan on committing violence or plan on, you know what I'm saying, doing violence is, you know, like literally going to do it regardless. And that's just, you know what I'm saying, to the nature of, like, if you want to or don't want to. Yeah, but know? it's not even numbers. It, we're talking 73% in the U.S. versus Canada across the street for me is 39%. So it's not like we're talking like it's just as easy. It's Yes, criminals are going to commit crime. The moment that you, commit, that you commit a crime, you're a criminal. But obviously, the access to... to the ease of access to, to the weapon in the United States is obviously attributing to the gun-related um, homicides in the United States. It's a clear evidence. We have more guns than people, and and the the super majority of, of homicides in the United States are, are done with a gun. I mean, you, you can ha I mean, have that point, but it, it's still... <laughs> You know what I mean? The reason that there's more guns than people is because we're allowed to have them here. You know what I mean? And I'm not it, saying that... It, I'm not saying they're that... They're not allowed, allowed to, to so them. they're sneaking them in and they're keeping them hidden. So truthfully, I'm sure that number that they're given it, is very much slighted because if somebody does own a gun, they're not going to tell that they own one when they're not supposed to have it. Wait, what? Say that again. That didn't make sense to me. Basically, if you're doing research and surveys, it's, it's basically like the census. And you know how it goes in black neighborhoods. Census people pull up, they ain't trying to tell you who, how many people in the house, none of that. They don't want you to know because they scared you finna go and mess up Section 8 or what have you. They don't know, so they... You know how they, oh, you know, just just uh, me and, and my daughter, that's all that's in here. And it's 15 people behind it, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. So it would be in the same aspect. If you're not supposed to have firearms or what have you, you're not going to say, hey, you know what I'm saying? We got firearms. So those numbers for those other countries, you know what I mean? You don't really know how many firearms is in your country if your citizens aren't supposed to have them. So then, so then for that perspective, you would say that there's, there's, there's more guns than what's being reported in this data. And let me make this point just while it's top of mind. This article that I'm referencing from uh, BBC News, it looks like it was originally produced on October 27th, I'm sorry, October 3rd, 2017, but it was updated on April 8th of 2021. Uh, just want to make sure I have that out there. So if anybody says, hey, you're, re you're resourcing an old article, yes, it is old, but it was updated this year. Right. But it's, I mean, it's just for dialogue purposes. But I mean, it, it can be, it can, and it may not be, but I'm just saying you won't really know because if you're not supposed to have them, then you're not going to report them. You know what I mean? So I, I'm feeling like those are for the ones who are able to be permitted and have been permitted, you know, whether it's military or, you know, saying police officials or what have you. But then also look at, look at it in 
how many stabbings, you know what I'm saying, are homicide related in the U.S. versus other countries? Well, it's probably going to be a significantly, it's going to be flipped upside down. If 73% are by guns, the other 27% are going to be by stabbings, strangulation, vehicle, uh, and gun that, and, type deals, stuff yeah. like that. Like I said, the, the guns so, have to and they would. But they, and you know what I'm saying, but they would have a higher in that because why? They're allowed to to have those items. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, if they were allowed to have guns, then it may be an even across the board or you would see similar numbers. Yeah, but... because but they're not... It's easier to shoot 11 people than it is to stab 11 people. That This kid in, in Oxford, he shot 11 people. You can't stab 11 people just as easy. More people can run and get away. You you can't run from a bullet. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But I so can, you're saying it just wouldn't be, it I wouldn't be mad stabbings, you know what I'm saying? So it, because it wouldn't be mad stabbings, it, it would be okay. You know what I mean? I'm not Which saying I that. It. So just, I mean, because that part is important too. Like, yes, like, obviously, like, and that's just a whole different episode. We can get into, like, how black on black crime is BS because if 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 you're ever murdered, God forbid, more than likely it's going to be by somebody you know. Black people tend to be with black people, just like white people tend to be the white people. That's a whole nother episode. Why black on black crime is a is a BS concept to to distract, but I don't want to get to that point. But what I'm saying to that point is is that you don't hear about. I can't recall ever hearing of a mass stabbing. I'm, I'm sure it's happened. I can't recall it. I know we just had the one crazy situation in Wisconsin where somebody, or he ran over people at the, at the parade. So, like, obviously, like, crazy stuff will still happen, right? People are crazy. It is flat out the world that we live in. But what's also true is, is that we have, we have factual data that says that you are far more likely to to be killed by a gun in the United States of America than you will anywhere else you go. And that doesn't mean that we need to take away guns. Obviously, people have done good with guns. Has it always been like that, though, all our life? Say that again. Has it always been like that, like, all our life? Like, has, say, in the 80s, was it still in the 70% that people died, you know what I'm saying, from homicide? Well, I don't know, but I, I want you to try to make this point. <laughs> Why? Because I feel like... I'm just... I feel like... I'm just saying that you, bro, it, it might just be... ridiculous. No, I'm just saying it just might be that, you know what I'm saying, we have more exposure to it now. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? That it, it's... Because we have social media and different platforms that share, you know what I'm saying, a lot more things that's going on, you know, it's not hidden as much, you know what I'm saying, as what it probably would have been back then. So I'm just curious to know if, you know what I'm saying, the same amount of people died from homicide was, you know what I'm saying, in the 70 percentile in the 80s. And then we would just not know about it as much because, you know, media wasn't what it is today. Okay, so Statistica.com um, has an article that says number of firearm deaths in the U.S. from 1990 to 2018. And just here on the first page, um, in order from 2006 on up through 2018, 30,896, 31,224, 31,593. 31,347. So it went down about 150 in 2009. But in 2010, we're back up to 31,672. 32,351. 33,563. It's just going up and up and up and up and up to uh, 2018, 39,740. So in, in the 12-year period from or 13 calendar year period from 2006 through 2018, um, we went from 30,896 gun-related uh, deaths to 39,740 gun-related deaths. 
Um, so if I go to see more data, if I go all the way down to the 90s, so actually in 1991, it was 38,000. 1993, it's 39,595. And from there, it was a slow decline. Uh, it went down, it went down dramatically from 94 to 95. And it went down, we got into the 20,000s. And it looks like our low point was in the year 2000 at uh, 28,663. And yeah, that's probably because everybody was worried about the Y2K. Shit, they ain't had time to kill nobody. <laughs> you, you, you crazy for that. Um, <laughs> and it's basically been, you know, it's been, you know, subtle dips, but a, a steady climb for the most part from the but year 2000 through to my point, you know, but to my point, you can say, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty much been consistent throughout time that it's been up there, it's been down, it's been up, it's been down. But you just said in 93, it was 39. And just in what you just say, 2000 something, it was 39. So the height, so, the height was um, 1993. 1993 was 39,595. And, and this is just in the United States, not the world like that last article. Right. Um, and then the 2018, it was 39,740. So the height was 1993, but we saw we saw a steady decline after that point until the year 2000. So it wasn't really like up and down. In the years that it went down, we're talking Minimal. half a percent, maybe not even that much. Um, we've basically seen a steady climb since the year 2000 back up to the 90s level. So to your point about like more exposure and things of that nature. I'll be right. Is we just see it more now. You know what I mean? We didn't get the news in well, California and Ohio, you know what I'm saying? Unless it was something catastrophic, you know what I'm saying? Not saying that a mass shooting is not, you know what I'm saying, catastrophic, but it's, it, it's just what it is. You didn't, in the 90s, you didn't see, you know what I'm saying, the news from all across the world like you do today. Well, hold on. I don't know how fair that is because in the 90s, I mean, in 1993, I was seven. I wasn't watching the news. I was watching Power <laughs> Rangers. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I don't, I don't but, see that as an appropriate comparison to the time. Yes, it's more it, exposed it because of the internet and because of social media and things of that nature. But also the numbers are rising up. So we have it in our face that it's more exposed. And now we're smarter than we were in 1993 and we have no it's, it's proven it's more exposed like in all aspects not even just with gun violence but in all aspects it's it's more exposed like back then you know what i'm saying like if it wasn't jfk being assassinated or if it wasn't you know what i'm saying Leah dying or Pac or big you know what i'm saying like you didn't hear about just normal stuff, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't plane crashing in the sun, you didn't hear about stuff that's happening in New York every day, you know what I'm saying? Just just because, you know what I'm saying? You had your local news, you, you didn't get that CNN, everybody, any, anything you change to it is, is showing the same thing type of deal, you know what I mean? Unless it was something huge, it you didn't know about you know what I'm saying, those type of things that was going on. You had to literally be be somebody, you know what I'm saying? I think the biggest mass shooting we heard about in our time was Columbine, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally. Yeah. Um, ooh, I just thought of a spicy take. <laughs> I wonder if 1993 was the height of it and it went down was it 1994 the year that they did that crime bill with mandatory sentencing oh i probably shouldn't have said that on wax crime bill with mandatory sentencing is it is it 1994 the year that that happened 
I feel like that was the whole thing Trump campaign done was that Joe Biden was the leader of the 1994 crime bill. I feel like that's all I heard for 2021 or for 2020 in the election. I don't, I don't know what that bill is. Boy, these boys getting smoked. Yeah, Fred, we already trying to have a uh, real conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act bill in 1994, commonly referred to as the 1994 Crime Bill, the Clinton Crime Bill, or the Biden Crime Law, is an act of Congress dealing with crime and law enforcement. It began law in 1994. So that's the one where the mandatory sentencing and like, like I'm not saying that that was a... a a good bill to, to have or anything like that. But it seems like that coincided with the precipitous drop in, in, in gun violence. So I guess the question now is what happened in 2000 that ramped it back up? Well, it was at its lowest in 2000, 2001 and started ramping back up. Fair enough. So what happened in 2001 that wrapped it back, that wrapped it back up? Um, I was... I mean, I, was, I would have to say it had to do something with coming out of the Y2K. I mean, that was the biggest thing in 2000. You know what I'm saying? So I, I figure it's coming out of that. You know what I mean? And I know it might sound crazy, but Monty was one of them. She was nuts about that. She had us filling up jugs of water. She was saving canned goods. Like, it was crazy to her. So, I don't know what everybody else folks had thought about it or whatnot, but Monty was tripping. Like, my mom was like, girl, ain't nothing to happen. She's like, look, all right, y'all gonna all be at my house talking about you the only one to listen. <laughs> listen, listen. And, you know, me and my church going family, we gonna be all right if it's gonna be that bad. Jesus gonna come through and rapture us on up. We gonna be all right. <laughs> hey, I mean, we was at church. I never forget. Cause soon, soon as watch service hit twelve o'clock, I was looking like it's, lights gonna go out. Like how this gonna go down? <laughs> Man, I didn't go to watch night service that night. I was, at, um, I was with my my grandmother, my nunny, rest in peace, and. I remember stress after midnight, ain't nothing happened. And she was like, I knew one nothing gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I also think that like stuff like that, where we have these these great things that we're told to be afraid of, and then they don't happen, and then we just become skeptical of stuff too. So I don't know, man. Listen, regardless of the exposure to it, we have clearly seen a rise in gun violence over the last 20 years for sure basically every single year and to the point where in 2018 i this article didn't have 2019 i'm not gonna spend the whole cast on the whole podcast on google um but from 20 from 2011 to two, to wow from 2001 to 2018 we basically saw an increase every year to the point where we went from uh just under or just around 30,000 deaths to almost 40,000 deaths related to guns in the united states every single year and then we also have other data that says that when it comes to homicides, when it comes to someone being killed, the super majority of those murders in the United States are happening with the gun. It's just, yes, criminals are gonna criminals are gonna are gonna be criminals, but something's gotta change. And I'm not necessarily saying that you gotta take guns away and can't nobody have a gun. That doesn't seem First off, it's against the Constitution, so... Yeah, that's not going to fly. Let me just go on this rant. Let me just go on this rant real quick. Guns ain't going away. Guns are not going away. It is impossible. It is impossible. You're going to kill a whole lot of people. It's impossible. According to the law, it's, it's, it's not impossible, but realistically it ain't gonna happen you need i think you need two-thirds of the states which means you need 38 out of the 50 that ain't happening at all at all i don't think you can get <laughs> i don't think you can get three out of the 50 Nah, he might pull for a good team but that, that's it nah, i don't see it but 
something's got to happen. These kids. But to me, it's just a line to get, you know, get some votes in. So, oh, we're going to ban them knowing they can't. You know what I mean? But that's, it just sounds good to people that want something done about it. And that's the other thing, too. When people talk about, like, banning guns. I don't know who's calling for guns to be banned. I've never actually heard that. I mean, they they have, and I think the reason Who is they? why, from my understanding, Hillary Clinton started, and then you know, what I'm saying uh, whatever, and the Camilla, uh, she she was on it as well, her and Biden. But I, I think the biggest fear comes from people who have you know carry conceals, people who have been through different trainings or, or listen and watch different videos where people are trying to sell you on different training tactics stuff and whatnot you know they use that and they use videos with people from other countries like you know you guys are the last country standing you know i remember when we had our firearms and they made us all turn them in if not they were coming to doors you know what i'm saying taking them and we just watched them take them and throw them in a big pile burn them you know what i'm saying melt them down like and so basically they became helpless as a as a community you know what i'm saying like they, they can't stand and fight for themselves they you know what i mean like if they ever want to have a disagreement you know what i'm saying with with anything bigger than them what can they do and they realize it and that's why you have a lot of these countries where you know what i'm saying they they don't rotate, you know what I'm saying, prime ministers and whatnot and queens and, and, and it's inherited and passed on. Ain't no voting going on. And even if somebody wanna change how they do that, how they gonna do it? What are they gonna stand up and fight with? These? They got guns. <laughs> they got guns. You you know what I'm saying? That, that, and that's the reality to it. It's the way you said these. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. It, Ain't, ain't no point you know what I'm saying so I think that's the other part to it is what people really be thinking is like it's not just the fact that you know them taking it it's after they take it you know what I'm saying if we say no they just kill us ain't, ain't nothing you can do about it you just get killed you disagree you get killed you act out, you get killed. You try to persuade somebody else, you get killed. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's like, ah, you disagree. I'm going to try to talk it out with you. You know, we might detain you. You know, I'm going to call for backup or something. But they already know. It ain't just no, I didn't see You've seen plenty of times where one man had a, a standoff and they got 30, 40 cops out there. One person. One gun. Some of them have more than one gun. But they bring they bring the whole cavalry. Maybe one person inside. You'd think it's 20 people, 50 hostages. Like, they just, they got something really going on. Maybe one person with one gun. So it shows you, it gives you, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of, of power. I mean, it, it truthfully, your firearm should be for hunting and for protecting. That's it. That's all. You know what I mean? You, you, don't, need, you don't need them for anything else. Hunting and protecting. If you're not going out to kill what you're going to eat or going out to kill it and clean it and sell it because, you know, some people aren't meant to be hunters. You know what I'm saying? So, But everybody got to eat. So if you're not going out to, to be the hunter and you're not at home protecting, you shouldn't have to. But the world we live in now, you never know. You now, somebody standing at the gas station at this point. Now, that I agree with you. You should be able to hunt to feed your family, for sure. You should be able to protect your family, for sure. Right, mm -hmm. but if we continue to leave things the same, the same that they've been, the same way we've been doing things for 
200 years or however long this country has been existing and been racist. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> but however long this country has been existing, you get Oxford. You get Charleston. You get Sandy Hook. You get Columbine. And so what I'm saying is, is that I ain't with taking guns all the way from everybody, period. But something got to change, bro. Something got to change. And I mean, I agree. Something do got to change, bro. Like, that's that's 100%, you know what I'm saying, the truth. But I... I think change starts, you know what I'm saying, at home. You know what I'm saying? You got to get a hold of your kid and, and talk to them and get them the help, you know what I'm saying, that they need essentially to change whatever it is. Like, you know, we we don't ever know what really be sending these kids over the edge. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, not until it's too late, you know, and as a, a parent with seven kids, you know, it's like, sometimes, uh, you know, you look at it, you like, I don't even know how to separate the time for each and every one of them to make sure they all feel, you know what I'm saying? Like they all love equally, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I make sure I let them know, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's more than just letting them know. So, you know, but it, and sometimes you might love them equally. You might love them enough. You might not have as many kids and it's not as hard to love them, but it's still, you know, is it the bullying at school? Is it, you know what I'm saying? They're just scared to open up and talk to you about whatever it is that, you know what I'm saying, is bothering them. It might could be just literally kids making fun of what they're wearing and all they got to do is say something to their parents and, it changed it, but then again, you got some parents who are like, look, I'm not getting into what all the kids at school care about. They don't live, you know. So, I mean, it's hard all now, the way around the board. I'm going to make two points to what you just said. Two points to what you just said. You just said it starts at home, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So, when this whole Oxford situation happened, I remember I had to, it, it, it had to be in sixth grade based off where I think where home was um it was the last day of school or the second to last day of school one of the two and at one of the lunch periods this girl got some food thrown at her and i kind of forgot the situation happened until just the other day um so this is story time with your boy i guess for this week um <laughs> and Rumor was is that old girl said, I'm leaving the school. I'm coming back through with my cousin. And he's bringing a gun. And we gonna handle the school up. Because she got some food thrown at her. Um, school heard out, found out about it. We got out of school early. They sent us home. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got shot. Nobody got beat up. Ain't nobody come up to the school to try to shoot no kids. This is in Detroit. This is on the west side of Detroit in the hood, right? Now, um, I'm blanking on it at the moment. And again, I'm not trying to spend the entire podcast on Google. But there were multiple behavioral concerns with the killer at Oxford High School. Uh, the suspect, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it the right way, with the suspect of the uh, of, of the homicide of the of the shooting at uh, Oxford High School. There were multiple like instances. He had a parent teacher conference um, and there was either a disturbing drawing or disturbing uh, something that was written on paper. I think it was a drawing that a teacher saw and was like, yo, this is not cool. And the teacher reached out to the to the mom and you and I talked about this before we started recording mm -hmm. the teacher reached out to the mom called left a voicemail and then sent an email and said hey this is this is concerning right the mom did not reach back out to the school she sent the text to the suspect and said lol i'm not mad this is a quote lol i'm not mad 
you have to learn to not get caught, end quote. So to your point about it starts in the home, it absolutely does start in the home, right? Um, And when you are going to teach your child how to how to do these things, you have to teach them. It's your job as a parent to understand if they are truly ready for that. If they're truly ready for that. Things that I talk about with my 12-year-old, I don't talk about with my 8-year-old. The things that I talk about with my 8-year-old, I'm not talking about with the 6-year-old. And so on and so forth, right? Um, It's your job as a parent to understand where your child is. What work have you done to get them to that point? You don't just do it because, oh, I did this when I was five. It's fine. Every person is an individual, right? right? And some conversations, and to that point, my eight-year-old, some things that I could say to him when he was six, my current six-year-old, we don't have those, those conversations just yet. Right. Right? It's my job as a parent to understand where each one of these children are at, right? And it's not necessarily relative to their age. That that certainly plays a a role in it for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's also about understanding who they are as a person. It's about being involved in your children's life, right? And you were just talking about that a few minutes ago. You may not be able to show, you you, you said you were, it's it's a balancing act to give that care and attention to all seven of them. Woo. God bless you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy, but hey, it's fun. Every day is something different. Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> but, but that's where you say it starts at that home. It's up to parents to recognize it because, again, every time one of these situations happen, it's, I can't believe that happened here. Not in our community. Not for us. And then, I didn't know if I was going to do this, but I'm going to go on this little rant too since we're here. I've said it on a few times. Um, if you know me, you already know this, but I'm a person that's grew up in the church my whole life. Um, my father was a preacher. I got plenty of preachers in, in my family. Um, I said before, my mom is saved, sanctified, baptized, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost, all of that, right? <laughs> so I get mad when I see this situation happened and then you see I was driving home from work and I saw a billboard that said pray for Oxford that stuff makes me mad right and listen we said it too at the beginning we said hey we praying for these folk right but I get mad about that because and this ain't no this is not necessarily meant to be church this is just who we are as people but you know, forget it. I'm going to do it. The Bible says that faith without work is dead. Mm-hmm. So everybody that's preach. praying. <laughs> everybody <laughs> praying for Oxford. And then you, you prayed for Boulder when there was a shooting that happened there earlier this year. And you prayed for Charleston when there was the, the, the nine people in Charleston that were shot. And you, you prayed for uh, Columbine back in 1999. And you pray for this and you pray for that and you pray for this and you pray for that. Do something behind it too, mm-hmm. and I'm off that soapbox. That's the benediction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, truthfully, I think that's a great point to end on. You know, hey, you know, it, folks. You know, guns don't kill people; people do. You know, um, like I said, it it's not a need to ban the guns because people who, you know what I'm saying, that wants to do um, illegal activities or violent crimes are going to do them anyway. And, you know, it starts at home. You know what I'm saying? See what they up to. See what's bothering them. Ask some questions. That's all yeah. I got. Listen, man. Always a good conversation with my brother here. Um, you know, let us know how y'all, what, what y'all think about it. Are we crazy? And listen, let me just say this too. Let me just say this too. I appreciate all my folks rocking with me 
listening to the show every single week. But if y'all want to help me out, take it to the next level. I get a lot of messages saying, hey, I'm loving the show. Hey, I can't believe this fool said non-denominational banana uh, Thanksgiving, all of that, right? I love all of that. Don't get me wrong. But the purpose of what's happening is to have conversation. Don't just have a conversation with me. Hit us on those socials. Use the hashtag what's happening. Tag us in a Twitter post. Hit that Instagram and comment under the uh, the show post or, 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 or the little clips that you see. All of that. Get involved. And if you like the show, if you rock with us, subscribe to us on your podcast app, right? Make sure you hit the bell to get the notifications so that every Wednesday when the episodes pop up on your phone, you ready to go. You ready to rock with us. Um, tell a friend about us. Share us out, you know, to, on your socials. Whatever it takes. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep these conversations going. Because this is the reason why I wanted to start this podcast. I'm just saying this right now. is because... We just need to have conversation. And you said you you said something to this effect on last week's episode. But like, we just need to have conversations with each other. So like, I appreciate y'all having conversations with me. I'm not saying I don't want to talk to y'all, but I'm saying that a lot of y'all that's talking to me need to be talking to each other too. And we need to be talking to the people in our homes and in our families and in our community. Let's talk. Let's talk and let's come up with solutions together. Follow us on our socials. Fred is Mr. Humble underscore beginnings. <laughs> I know his socials better than he do. I'm Archbishop Swag. Don't ask me about it. It's been my, my name for 10 years. Just follow. Follow the show at What's Happening. We on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star re- review on Apple. Tell a friend about us. Tell a bunch of friends about us. Yeah. And we out. Y'all have a good one. I'll see you next week, bro. See you.